Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. Welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> we here back. I always at it again. forget. I always forget that you're gonna say Happy Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know how you could possibly forget. Because <laughs> also, like, we never record on a Wednesday. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, we never. Okay, no Wednesday. Never. Never say never, as Justin Bieber would say. I mean, true. Um. <laughs> I would sing it, but, you know, don't want to get copywritten by Justin. We're <laughs> right, not too close. Right. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so I think, I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, but I think I did. Um, I went and saw Insidious. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think you did I mention that. I did. Yeah. And actually, last since the last time I talked to you, I've seen Insidious twice now. <laughs> um, oh. I can confirm it's not that great of a movie to see twice. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... I have a free movie pass, so, you know, yeah. my, I mean, it's free, so why would I not go? Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually was pretty scary the first time I saw it. I screamed a few times, quite frankly, <laughs> and oh, it well. honestly made me scared because I had forgotten that Insidious, like, the whole j- genre of that movie is, like, scary things happen when you're least expecting it to happen yeah. instead of other horror movies, like, where you know the suspense is building. I mean, there is that, too. But they'll just be, like, at the random doctor's office and then something scary will jump out, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> it was, it had me on edge, to say the least. But it was really funny. Huh. I love seeing really scary movies in theaters and, like, listening to everybody scream at the same time. Oh, it's yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I am, um, I don't think I'm going to see it in theaters. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see it, period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't think so either. Um, if what I am going to see is um, Barbie that's oh, coming out. Girl, um, I'm going, I already have Barbie tickets and Oppenheimer tickets. Yes, and Oppenheimer too. Uh, when this comes out, the movies will still not be out, but um, I cannot wait to see both of them. It's Barbenheimer weekend. Yes, for exactly. Me. Um, I'm so excited for both. I, I mm, The soundtrack... For Barbie, have you heard Billie Eilish's new song? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. I haven't really looked <sighs> to see like what songs are on the soundtrack or anything. You're a criminal. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Honestly, they're bangers. And that's all I gotta say. I can't wait. So yeah, next time. Well, not next time. In the future episode, in some point in time, you'll get an update from us on those mm-hmm. movies. I don't know when it'll yeah. be, but it'll be sometime. Yes, <laughs> sometime eventually. <laughs> and we're going to probably be like old news by then. We'll but, definitely I be mean, old maybe news. Not. But I mean, you know, this is the movie review portion of our show that we never yes. intended to be a thing. But all I do is watch movies and Savannah never does. But she's going to see Barbie. So I think <laughs> that means you all should go see Barbie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I see movies sometimes. Yeah, she's an occasional movie seer. Right now, I'm actually, um, it's not, okay, not a movie, but I am watching uh, House MD. I'm like, not binge, a movie I've been like watching that a lot recently, mm-hmm. and I'm just getting really into it. <laughs> I love House. But also, since, see, but like, a bad part of that is like, TikTok has picked up on the fact that I mm-hmm. am into that show, mm-hmm. right? And they're giving me spoilers. No. So, like, I know this really big spoiler that's happening in, in no. like, the next season that I'm going to watch. And I'm like, ah, oh, no. I hate when that happens. Yeah. I hate a spoiler. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. So. So, yeah, anyway, that's, like, what my life has been recently. Just, like, watching House. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing a lot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. We almost really forgot to talk about this. We are going to see freaking Louis Tomlinson. Yes, we are. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, if you don't know, we're big 1D fans here. One Direction, Forever. And we're going to see Louie. And I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. And we might possibly have a surprise for you guys. But I'm going to keep that quiet for now. I hate when other people say that and then don't tell you. But I'm doing it to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, true. stay tuned is um, all I have to say about that. We have multiple surprises but also, this isn't a surprise because I'm just going to say it. We're going to, like, I kind of want to um, see if we can catch Louie after the concert. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See if we can find him. You know, like, word on the street. Just out. Is out that after out. his shows, he likes to go out somewhere, you know, like wherever, wherever he is in the city. So 
we're going to be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we come back with you saying that we met Louis. Because yeah, my life would that, be made at that point That would in time. be heart-stopping. <laughs> yeah, we might, you might not actually hear back from us. Um, and if that's the case, then you know what happened. So yes. um, either way, you know, you'll get an update. Um, mm-hmm. That's so funny. I actually forgot about that, and I'm so excited. I know. Oh I can scream. I can't contain my excitement. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Big things coming in the future all the way around. But mm-hmm. any hoozles, shall we get into your story? Yes. Okay. So this week, my story is like, I don't really know. Okay. So like, I'm just not going to categorize it yet. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of a spaghetti tree? <laughs> Never in my life. <laughs> okay. Well, I hadn't either, but... Um, the BBC actually showed a family, um, spaghetti tree farm, um, them actually harvesting the spaghetti on TV in the 50s. Spaghetti noodles? Yes. Okay. I'm very confused, (laughs) but okay. So, this clip, it aired on the show Panorama, um... It actually, that show actually started in 1953 and is still on today. Wow. And it's the longest running investigative journalism program on the planet, that's, which is kind of cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So anyways, um, it is like a two or three minute clip, right? Um, and you know, this is a podcast, so we don't really have, and we also don't have like video. Yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> involved. But... <laughs> It's, like, there is narration. I don't know. I guess I can just, like, post it somewhere so you guys can see it, and I'll just describe it a little bit. True. It'll also be linked below yes. in the um, description. So, if you're Yeah, we'll just link it so you guys can go watch it. Um, I wish I could just insert it, but we're just not that advanced yet. <laughs> no, our... maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. So, anyways... Um, is like is this a real thing like what i mean you know off the top of my head no i mean i've made (laughs) noodles before and they do not grow (laughs) on a tree so i mean unless they're just like wood see when you okay when you first said spaghetti tree i pictured a willow tree and then they just like pretended to make spaghetti out of it um (laughs) Mm -hmm. so are they eating wood that looks like spaghetti that's no, it's question. real spaghetti. I just don't know. So, okay, I'll describe it a little bit. So, in um, in this video, it's like a three. It's a three minute video. I think it's like just under three minutes, and it was broadcast um, on BBC, and it showed. It was basically showing spaghetti trees and how the how they are harvested. <laughs> so, in the video, a family. Um, it's, you know, their farm or whatever. They're, like, plants. And they take the spaghetti off the tree and lay it out to dry. Um, even the narrator says, like, you uh, take this and then you just, like, lay it out to dry in it's the sun. wet? Well, I mean, when it's growing, it's, like, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and they even go on to say, like, the narrator even says that the length of the spaghetti is all the same from years of breeding the plant. And um, they mentioned that there was a virtual disappearance of the spaghetti weevil that year. So the crop was, you know, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so, so like, what do you think about all this? Cause like, okay. So they, they show people like harvesting the spaghetti and like laying it out to dry and stuff and you know mm-hmm. at the end of the video they showed the family enjoying the um the harvest like eating their okay meal. and so what year did you say this is come this came out uh 1957 okay 
see, here's where I get caught. Um, because, um, BBC also put out old Greg. So with that in mind, (laughs) I'm like (laughs) this spaghetti tree. I just don't know. See, it also, but this show, like I said before, yeah, it was a investig. Yeah, it was yeah. an investigative journalism program. You're right. Okay, so I just don't know if I've ever been more confused. Like, <laughs> you see the tree. You actually see the tree yes. in the video. Yeah. Okay. Well, can you describe it? Did it look real to you? It just looks like a tree with, um, you know, spaghetti laying over it. Okay. Hmm. That's very interesting. That's very early to be like a prank. A video, you know, or a picture. I feel like that's pretty early. Like 1957 video pranks doesn't really sound right to me. <laughs> but also, what doesn't sound right to me is a spaghetti tree. Yeah. This one Here. has me so confused. Honestly, I'm gonna send you some pictures of like clips from the video. Okay. I, because I just can't even, mm-mm, I can't even picture it at all in my brain. At all. Yeah. I'm getting them. Okay. I sent you some All right, pictures. let's have a look-see. And also, like, oh. you know, it's 1950s quality, too, so okay. it's, like, kind of hard to... No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 ma'am. This looks like somebody just put noodles on the tree. Like, they, as if they decorated it for Christmas. <laughs> as if they decorated these, like, regular trees with some noodles. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So, what would you think of it if you saw this on TV? <laughs> I mean, if back in 1957, I would yes, probably believe yeah. it. I mean, okay. they don't have Google. Yeah, exactly, exactly. To Google. That's I mean, a big part of it. Yeah, like today, no, I would not believe that. I do not believe, maybe, I mean, maybe it's real, but I don't believe that the spaghetti tree is real. But that's because we have way more knowledge. Back then, now I might have believed it. Mm-hmm. If I had never made pasta before. Okay. Well, okay, so let me reveal, let me reveal it. It is actually one of the most famous hoaxes of the 20th century. Wow, shocker. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um... It was actually aired as an April Fool's Day prank. Wow, it literally was a 1957 prank? It was April 1st it aired. That is so funny. That is actually really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it was basically like, you know, don't believe everything you see on TV. (laughs) And they're right about that. Um, So yeah, and after this aired, they had, uh, you know... Tons of people calling and asking how they could grow their own spaghetti trees. <laughs> Stop. No. Yeah. That's um, really funny. That's what they get for pranking everybody. Yeah. No, honestly, true. I'll get back to that um, a little bit later. But but anyways, uh, who like, who? so who came up with this? Like, whose idea was this, right? Yeah, I would love um, to know. So the cameraman for the show, actually, the show that. It was aired on Panorama. I love that. Um, Charles D. Yeager. Um, he liked practical jokes. Mm-hmm. And when he was a kid, one of his teachers used to say, um, boys, you're so stupid. You'd believe me if I told you spaghetti grows on trees. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So um, that gave him the idea for this prank. And he always had it like in his mind. He's like, I kind of want to do this. But, you know, he saw his chance when um in 1957 april 1st fell on a monday which was the day that the show aired Mm -hmm. so he's like okay this is like i i have to do it right i love that for him (laughs) he had (laughs) to do it exactly he had to so he told the show like you know the people in charge of the show because he obviously can't just do it he has to get approvals and everything yeah so he told them that he could do it, like, for really cheap. Mm-hmm. And while he was still working on this other project, so he's like, guys, I'm like, I'm not going to delay this other project. Like, I, I can just do this real fast. Yeah, he's like, I can do both. Yeah, and th- they approved it, and they gave him a budget of 100 pounds. Okay, I mean, that's enough to buy spaghetti. 
Yeah, basically. So he bought 20 pounds of uncooked homemade spaghetti. Uncooked. So he had to cook all of that? Uh, kind of. So he hung them from the branches of laurel trees. Mm-hmm. So if you see the pictures I sent you, those are like laurel trees with spaghetti on them. Yeah. So first he did cook some of them and they just slipped right off the branches. Mm-hmm. So the, um... The uncooked ones, you know, like fresh pasta is like still sticky, sticky and Al like dente. malleable. It's not like hard. Mm-hmm. When, Cause like when it, once it dries, then it's like how you get at the store in a box and yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. But um, he needed it to be like um, the uncooked kind, so it wouldn't fall off, but also like make sure it didn't harden. Yeah. So. So it was, a, it was a whole thing. How did he so do that? He, um, well, in between, like, I guess just the way you store it, right? And, like, you have to keep it moist or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in between, like, uh, you know, recording. Yeah, um, takes. They had to, yeah, in between takes, they had to, like, make sure it wasn't drying out. <laughs> they like, check the spaghetti, check the spaghetti. Yeah, but it was really fast, too, because it's only, like, a two-minute video. Yeah. So. Um, so, anyways, he hired women to dress in Swiss clothing, because also in the video, he says that they're, like, harvesting it in the Swiss Alps. <laughs> <laughs> He's so extra, and I love it. I know. Um, so he hired them to dress in Swiss clothing and harvest the spaghetti in wicker baskets mm-hmm. and set them out to dry in the sun. <laughs> yeah. And, they and then at the end of the video, they had a spaghetti feast, um, which <laughs> they actually did just eat the pasta. So well, that's cool. that was part of their pay, I guess, you know. Yeah. They got real spaghetti from a tree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the only people who did. Yeah. So... Uh, Anyways, um, the people who actually believed that this was true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, in the 1950s, spaghetti, apparently it was still an exotic food in the UK. Like, kind of like, not that many people have had it. Yeah. Maybe like they've heard of it or had it like once, but Mm -hmm. don't really know that much about it. Um, so... Yeah, and also the narrator of the video also helped people to believe that it was, you know, a true thing. Like, he was telling the truth because yeah. he, the um, the guy who, like, narrates this show and, like, is the host of the show, he was, like, such a highly trusted public figure. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, so, like, That's people savage. trusted him and even... And also, even if you hadn't ever heard his voice, his voice is very, like, serious and seems trustworthy. hmm So, you know, you can probably imagine. I can definitely imagine. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. Honestly, all of that together just, like, points to, like, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have some people fall for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. And also, back then... There was, like, nobody knew, like, you can't believe everything you see on the internet. I'm sure everybody believed every single thing. People still believe every single thing they see on the internet. I know. I know. Um, I, I even fall for this sometimes, because it's like, sometimes the things that you're looking at don't seem that far-fetched. Yeah, and especially on April Fool's Day, when every brand, like, when I wake up in the morning and forget that it's April Fool's Day for a second, and I go online, mm-hmm. and I see something, like, really cool, I'm like, oh, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen, and they're like, haha, JK, and I'm like, oh, Right, but Like, right, one second, I, I believed it. I know. The one that comes to mind is, like, when Crocs did those Crocs with the feet on them. <laughs> yeah, but they actually did that. I know, and they actually sold them, so it's yeah. like, was it a joke? Or? <laughs> I feel like it started as a joke, but then people are like, wait, no, I actually really want that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that people would have spaghetti trees if they could. It, yeah, honestly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would. Yeah. Free spaghetti? Yeah, I'm definitely having a spaghetti tree, if it's real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, the, um, you know, I said that they got permission, right? Mm-hmm. But... The, like, he actually just got permission from, like, the editor. Okay. <laughs> and the editor didn't get, didn't tell BBC that this segment was going to air. Oh, my goodness. 
Because he didn't want them to say no. Of course not. You have to ask for forgiveness and not permission. That's exactly. not a great thing to live by, but it is what I also live by. I mean, a lot of the time, yeah, that's yeah. the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, like, he's like, well, they're definitely going to say no, so we just got to do it. Mm-hmm. So after this, um, after it aired, there was, like, a flood of calls to BBC. <laughs> yeah. And about 7 million homes in the UK had televisions at the time, right? And up to 3 to 4 million people would watch this show, Panorama, every Monday. Oh, that's a lot of people. (laughs) So, yeah, a lot of people. So, some people, um, they asked, like, when they called in, they would ask how to grow their own spaghetti trees, right? And people, like, they actually, like, would answer the phone and be like okay yeah i'll tell you how they said place a sprig of spaghetti in a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best you are literally kidding me (laughs) (laughs) i bet these people were actually doing that i mean after a while like after you got a few (laughs) of these calls you're you're like gonna make something up right yeah i I definitely (laughs) i definitely would too yeah so i mean i don't maybe it'll work just put some spaghetti in some tomato sauce (laughs) i mean i'll try it (laughs) Yeah, but anyways, um, most of the calls, though, were requests to, like, settle family arguments. (laughs) (laughs) That would be my family. Yeah, because um, the husband knew that it must be true that spaghetti grew. um, Oh, yeah, of course the husband did. Yeah, he said, because Richard Dimbley, which was, like, the narrator, the host of the show, uh, because he said so. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, he's, like, obviously, like, I believe him. He said it, so it's true. Oh, yes, this man could do no wrong. He would never lie. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then the wife is fighting against the husband, saying that she knew that it was made with flour and water. Literally, the wife is like, honey, I made you spaghetti last Tuesday. It doesn't come from a freaking tree. Right, and I made it fresh, too. Right, from the egg and the flour, so. (laughs) Um, And they couldn't. They, like, couldn't convince each other. And this apparently happened in many, many, many households. They were just fighting against each other. That's really funny. So, yeah, they're calling. They're like, just tell us what, like, is this true or not? Because we just need to know. <laughs> um, And even the director general of the BBC was fooled at first. Oh, no way. That's actually, <laughs> that is the, probably the best part of it all. Yeah. Um, he and his wife looked it up in the encyclopedia. Yeah, that was um, Google back then. Yes, I, was, <laughs> I have that here. It says, like, that's where you look things up before the internet. Yeah, in case you didn't uh, know. <laughs> but apparently spaghetti wasn't even in the encyclopedia at the time. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I bet, like, him and his wife were having the same argument that a bunch of other households mm-hmm. were having. And they were calling him, and he was like, girl, we're having the same argument. I don't know. Right, right, exactly. Uh, so, but after he found out it was a joke, he loved it. And he was like, that, he said it caused a great deal of delight one way or another. Yeah, no, it really, I would love, I wish something like that would happen today. Yeah, yeah, something that, like, seems so serious, but it's, mm-hmm. like, not. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically this is just a lesson that you can't always believe what you see in the media, you know? Yeah, no, you cannot. No, you absolutely mm-hmm. cannot. Um, I can't yeah. lie. You never had me fooled even once that a spaghetti tree is real. <laughs> but, you know, and that's pretty hard for me to say because normally I'll go along with anything. But Right, right. In the beginning, you were like a little bit like, what is she talking about? I was like, but... I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't really know. but I don't think mm-hmm. so. <laughs> yeah. See, maybe if I just showed you the video, then you would have believed it because of this guy's voice. No. The but... second I saw the picture, I knew it was just a noodle on the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will definitely yeah. post pictures on our Instagram, though. From I think we should just post those pictures you sent me. Um, yeah. So you can see the mm-hmm. spaghetti tree. Um, it's really funny. <laughs> and now I'm like, what if I prank my neighbors by going and doing that and just putting spaghetti on the tree? <laughs> like would they think that it's growing on the tree and i just go oh, out there and fake harvest time. it every day yeah it's time to harvest <laughs> <laughs> oh that is oh my so... god you put up a sign that says fresh spaghetti, fresh spaghetti. Take, take if you want yeah <laughs> ah! no that okay i kind of want to do that kind of want to do that i love the spaghetti tree wow i've never heard of that in my whole life but that is so 
funny. And you know what? I knew it was a prank just because everything, I feel like everything I've ever seen BBC do is funny. <laughs> Every single everything. thing. And if you, I mean, don't, hold on. Actually, I haven't seen a lot of things from BBC, so I don't know about all that. But <laughs> the things I have seen, hilarious. And if you have not seen Old Greg, go watch that too. Have you seen BBC Sherlock? <laughs> um, No. Oh. <laughs> I well, okay. I don't think so. Oh. Why you still watch that show? Well, is it a good show? Yeah. It's when it's with um Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock. Oh, oh I have seen some episodes of that. Not the whole show though. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is my favorite name to say in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's a good just one. so extra. And also fun fact, that's a vocal warm up for like theater. Really? Mm-hmm. To say it in like very pronounced and enunciated. I'm mm-hmm, not going to do mm-hmm. it because I hate it, but yeah. So that's fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I guess moving along from the spaghetti tree, which how does one even really do that? (laughs) You know, not really. We're taking a sharp right turn here. Um, This week for you, I have the legend of the cornstalk curse. Dun, dun, dun. Interesting. A curse. So I think you're going to be just as shook as I was when I heard this legend. Okay. I'm taking you to somewhere we have been before, Savannah. We're going back to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. <gasps> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, which if you don't know what that is or remember from all the way back at episode three when I covered Mothman, which is crazy that that's episode three, but um, we also went to Point Pleasant to go to the Mothman Festival a couple years ago. We did a vlog on our YouTube channel. So, you know, there's a lot of evidence of us in Point Pleasant. And I think, like, as I was doing the story, I remembered some of the story from when we were there. But off the top of my head, I was like, what? There's something else going on in that tiny town in West Virginia. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, like, I do remember that name, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll, there will be a point in the story where you will will definitely remember. Um, Okay. And I did also... Just remember that I forgot to look up a picture, but it's okay. That can be found at a later time. So, um, yeah, if you don't know, Point Pleasant is a very small town in, like, upper West Virginia. Um, And this story actually takes place two centuries before Mothman was spotted. So... Let's just keep that in mind. So this one's, like, the original Point Pleasant story. Mm -hmm. Yep, it sure is. So, before we get to the spooky curse part of it, I have a brief history lesson for you, okay? So, if you do not know, before the United States of America became America as we know it today, this land was ran by the Native Americans. Um, Yes, of course. Until the American, you know, white men came over and took over as they do. And so, yeah. In the early 1770s, um, right before America was founded, um, in this area of what is Point Pleasant today, there were seven nations of Native Americans, um, and they had formed this powerful group of them um, to keep the white men from infringing on their territory. They were like, we have to keep our land sacred, you know, so let's work together even though we're not on all the same tribes. So... Mm -hmm. The seven tribes were the Shawnee, the Delaware, the Wyandot, Mingo, Miami, Ottawa, and the Illinois. And the Shawnee were the most powerful of those tribes. And they were led by this man who was really feared, but also really respected in the community by every single single person. And he was called um, Kitugwa, um, and that translates to cornstalk. So, okay, this was 
Chief Cornstalk um, is what I will refer to him from here on out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in 1774, when the white settlers were moving down into the um, Kanawha and Ohio River Valleys, tongue twister, um, the Seven Nations um, prepared to protect their lands because, you know, the white men were on their way and they knew it. So they were like, we have to protect the land any way we can. And so um, they created this line of defense pretty much across like from the Ohio River to the Kanawha River. Um, and it was about 1,200 warriors. And they were like, y'all are not getting through. Um, so they met up at Point Pleasant. Um, that's exactly where they met and fought each other. And so now thinking back, I'm thinking back to when we were there and we were in front of the water, in front of the river, there was Mm -hmm. a giant mural of this battle. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. So there, yeah, I was like, wow. So how did I forget all of that? that Mm -hmm. happened but yeah and then I remember reading like the historical markers and stuff when we were there too so I'll look through my pictures and because I'm pretty sure we have a video and if not it might even be on in the vlog um it could be the mural yeah but if not I know I took a picture of it so we'll find it and post it either way so you can see it because it is a pretty it's a huge mural first of all and it's very cool um anyways so even though the numbers on both sides um, were pretty even, the Native Americans were no match for the muskets that the white soldiers had, which was pretty much a gun, if you don't know. And so the tribes had no choice but to retre- retreat west further into Ohio. And so in order to like keep them from coming back, the white settlers um, constructed this fort at the river, like, where the two rivers met, so that they could, like, keep watch all the time to make sure they wouldn't come back, which I'm like, guys, why can't we just share? <laughs> like, they were here first. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, you know, that's but, just not how things work. No, no, no. They wanted, they said, they wanted it, and they had to take it, so whatever. Mean. But, um, in shocking turn of events, actually, over time, um, the Shawnee leader, Chief Hornstock, actually made somewhat of a peace with these white men. And, like, that's how respected this man was. Like, even they respected him, even though they didn't want him there. So See, Loki, that was probably not a great idea. No. No. In fact, but. you're absolutely right about that. But, um, yeah. you know, he was trying his hardest to make peace with what he could do. Um, so... He was leading them, right? He was trying to make peace with them, but his people were infuriated and they wanted their land back. And of course they did. I mean, I would too. So the people started kind of revolting and they were like, if you don't make plans to take back our land, we will for you. And so he was like, okay, hold on, hold on, calm down. Let me go talk to these people because he was like, we have to think about how many people we lost the last time we fought them. Like, we still can't fight them, you know? Which, he's right. They have guns, and they, you know, the tribes didn't. So, there's only so much that they could have done. So, on November 7th, 1777, Chief Cornstalk and the Delaware um, chief, um, Red Hawk, um, these two men... They both agreed that they did not and should not go back into war with these people. So they went to the Americans to negotiate and see if they could come up with some sort of agreement on how they could share the land or something. Um, They told the settlers how their tribes were going to literally fight them if they didn't come up with an agreement. (laughs) Um, And that they were there simply to keep the peace. Like They were like, we're trying to stop a war from happening by being here. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And basically, they're begging and pleading. And what do these white men decide to do? Well, they decide to take Chief Cornstalk and um, Red Hawk as hostages. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Great. So the Americans believed that they could use them, 
like being hostages, um, to keep the tribes from attacking them, which I mean, would work. It's their, you know, respected leader. Like we don't want to kill him, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know I said multiple times he was very respected, but apparently this guy could really speak very well. He could convince people to do anything. He was really good at fighting. And when it came to military business, like he just knew everything. He just knew how to do it all the right way. Um, and so everybody kind of knew like what he said goes. And it was even said, this is crazy. Okay. This is a very fun fact. Um, that future American fighting tactics actually came from Chief Cornstalk himself. Oh, wow. That, like, the white settlers, like, took from him. Huh. And I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's really crazy. So he had, like, this huge impact on apparently even our lives today. And I'm yeah. like, how does nobody know his story? That's not cool at all. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I know. I wonder if that's, like, local history that they learned I, there. I definitely think so. I need to ask my parents if they know. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do that. Um, okay, but here's what's crazy. So we're in the 1700s, right? Some people had conspiracy theories going on. And I love that. <laughs> that that was even happening back then. Um, so mostly it was the Native Americans, but also some of the other white settlers that like weren't rulers or anything. Just people on both sides were kind of talking like, are these leaders actually being held hostage or are they just chilling in there, you know, with the other leaders? Um, yeah. Hmm. It was said that during their quote-unquote time in captivity, um, Chief Cornstalk even helped them plot maps in Ohio and West Virginia, like, which is today's, like, landlines, which is also crazy to think about. Like, what? So, like, was he just helping them because were they threatening him? I don't really think we'll ever know. But I just know there was a lot of people talking about if they were actually being held hostage or not, and I don't have the answer. But I... Actually, do have the answer. They were definitely being held hostage. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> at least from at least, maybe not at first, but definitely in the end. So, on November ninth, seventeen seventy seven, Chief Cornstalk's son, Eleni Pisco, came to the fort to visit his dad, because I guess he was just tired of living without his dad, and he was like, "I'm gonna go see him," and ran away. And ran away to this fort. And when he got there, they detained him too. Um, so the next day, after, you know, his son was also taken, gunfire was heard from outside of the walls of the fort. And when everybody, you know, around came to investigate, they discovered that two soldiers who had went out on a deer hunt that morning had been ambushed by a group of Native Americans. And one of them had escaped, but the other one was killed. And they were there, all walking in the line to return his bloody corpse back to them. Which is quite savage, but... Yeah, that's really not good. (laughs) No, no. But, I mean, they said, you know, if they didn't get their land back, they were fighting. And they were not playing any games. So they were there to show them that they were not playing any games. Yeah. So, obviously, everyone is freaking out, very angry... Tension, high. Suspense, high. Um, And even though um, Red Hawk and Chief Cornstalk and even his son had nothing to do with this crime whatsoever, um, they decided to execute them all as revenge. Um, Oh, okay. (laughs) Great. Yeah, so um, trigger warning, this is about to be very... Um, I mean, it was already intense, but it's going to get worse. So the soldiers bursted into the room that they were locked in and opened fire with their muskets. Red Hawk tried to escape up through the chimney, but they actually pulled him back down and slaughtered him. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Cornstalk's son was shot and killed. And there was actually another unnamed Native American hostage that was strangled to death in there with them. So, as for Chief Cornstalk, he was shot eight times before he finally fell to the floor. That man needed eight bullets to take him down. Oh, damn. I can only imagine this man being like the Rock Johnson, you know? Right, Like that kind of stature. (laughs) That's what I picture him. 
as just this big boss man. Um, so, yeah, he was shot eight times until he finally fell to the floor. And as he's laying on the floor of this room that he's been locked in for days, legend has it that he looked directly into the eyes of his assassins and said, quote, I was the border man's friend. Many times I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred with you, but only to protect our wingwams and lands. P.S. Love the word wingwams. That was Taylor. Anyway, back to the quote. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just part of his speech. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Okay. I refuse to join your pale-faced enemies with the red coats. Period, Pooski. He also said that. Um, I came to the fort as your friend, and you murdered me. You have murdered by my side my young son, and for this, may the curse of the great spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by nature. May it even be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its people be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. Oh, boy. Drops the microphone. Seriously, and then though. right after he finishes that, he dies. Oh, my God. <sighs> Dramatic. Lord. So, um, his son and Red Hawk and the other unnamed um, Native American, their bodies were taken and dumped into the um, Kanawha River. But Chief Cornstalk's body was buried in front of the fort in Point Pleasant overlooking the two rivers and this is actually still where his physical body remains and um you can go there actually today but however he was not resting in peace or at least maybe his curse wasn't okay Mm -hmm. today this land is point pleasant west virginia and for many years after his death his grave was undisturbed but in 1840 his bones were removed from the grounds of the Mason County Courthouse, which is where they originally were. And they were moved to this monument that they had made in his memory. And I'm like, y'all are really going to make uh, something in his memory after you brutally murdered him? Wow. Okay. Right. Like, huh. <laughs> like right. So. What? Yeah. Like, honestly, just let him, like, let him rest. Let him chill. Right. Like, you've already done enough at this point. Like, come on. Just make the monument. Why you gotta move his bones there, too? Right. Literally. And so, moving even more forward in time to the late 1950s, a new courthouse was built and the old one was tore down. So, they moved his bones again, Um, which now, at this point, all that is remaining are three teeth and 15 bone pieces and the bones were placed in an aluminum box and they were reinterred in a corner of the town's um two indy way park um in which there was another monument a new monument made for him so that is actually where his bones are today in that park so you can go to the monument and see i mean you can't see the bones but they are in there so that's pretty crazy um and actually Another, a third, yes, third monument was made for him. Um, so at somewhere else in Point Pleasant, I couldn't pinpoint where exactly. But the night before the big opening ceremony that they were going to reveal the statue, it was struck by lightning and damaged so bad that like it was unsafe to keep up. So they had to tear it down. And so that was when people were like, hmm, that's a little weird. <laughs> Right, like, is that him doing that? Because he's like, why are you doing this when, like, Mm -hmm. you took this land from us? Right. They're like, okay, that's a little weird that this just keeps happening. And so that's kind of the first moment where they're like, hmm, that's suspicious. (laughs) That's suspicious. But they're like, you know, maybe it's a coincidence. Who knows? Coinky dinks happen sometimes. Um, However, (laughs) they ended up making a couple more monuments for him. And each one would be destroyed in some way, shape, or form. Like, right before it opened. So, Hmm. you know, at that point... Interesting. People are like, okay, it's definitely from his curse. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's like, like, why are y'all celebrating me when you literally killed me? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Like, we could have done this when I was alive. We could have had fun. Didn't have to do it like this. Um... So, actually, many tragedies have happened here in this town since then, and all of it has been blamed on Chief Cornstalk's curse, actually. 
So I have a long list of things. I will just, you know, read some of them for you because I could actually be here all day and tell you some of the really weird things that go on. Now, I would just like to preface this. If this was a big city, like, I don't know, New York City, maybe these things wouldn't be so weird. But the fact that this is Point Pleasant, a town, I didn't look up the population, but it's so tiny. Like, we walked around the town, like the whole town. Yes, it's <laughs> like, like a few streets. It's like it's literally tiny. one stoplight. It's like that type of vibe. So, anyways, in 1907, the worst coal mine disaster in American history took place just down the road from Point Pleasant on December 6th, and 310 miners were killed in this accident. Um, in June of 1944, 150 people were killed when a tornado ripped through the area. Just oh a few God. years after that was the devastating Silver Bridge collapse, which most people tie back to Mothman. But others think that it actually could have been the Cornstalk Curse because these are the two rivers that the battles were fought over. And that, you know, Mothman was just there to warn. If you remember the Mothman story, some people believe that he was just there to warn people that something bad was going to happen. Oh, so he's, yeah, he's trying to save people. He was trying to help them, but they just didn't know that, you know? Um, so, yeah, hundreds of people were killed in that bridge collapse. Um, and just one year after that, a big plane crashed in the Kanawha Airport, killing 40 people. A couple years after that, the town of Point Pleasant was rocked in the middle of the night, because a woman by the name of Harriet Sink had been arrested for the murder of her daughter and husband. Um, and so she was in jail for that, right? Um, but, no, wait, hold on. The murder of her daughter attempted murder of her husband, okay? Okay. Um, but the husband didn't die. And, in fact, he came to visit her that next day in jail, which I'm like, hmm. Would I go visit somebody who tried to kill me then I stay in jail? <laughs> Don't think so. Um, right. But clearly, well, honestly, okay, okay. Can we talk about this for a second? Because, like, it it probably depends on who it is. I mean, if my spouse tried to kill me, I don't think I would go see them. You wouldn't go see them to say, like, why did you try to kill me? Mm, the next day, it might be a little too <laughs> soon for me. Okay, you're right. Yeah, the next day, maybe not. <laughs> well... Clearly something else was going on here because the next day when he went to visit her, he brought a suitcase full of explosives. Oh. That ended up exploding, killing him, his wife, and everyone else in the building. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, big wow. Um, big wow. Hmm, I've never heard of that one. That's mm -mm. crazy. Um, absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Um, in 1978, a train derailed and dumped thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals into the town's water supply so all of the wells in that town are abandoned now because they literally can't drink the water and they still have to find new ways to drink water today i'm like didn't know that either <laughs> um yeah that's just horrible horrible um so yeah i could go on and on literally that wasn't even a third of the list of things that had happened there but, like, if you knew how small this town was, that is so weird that all of that is happening. And pretty much none of this craziness was happening before Cornstalk. That's important to know. Like, it wasn't like this town always had something going on, you know? Well, I mean... Well, I guess as far as we know. That, yeah, I was going to say, like, this goes back pretty far. <laughs> it does. It does indeed. But so. as far as anyone can tell, at least, you know... Um, let's see here. So, you know, I don't really know what to think, honestly. Could this all just be coincidence? Maybe. But I don't know if I've ever heard a story like this, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I think I do believe in the curse. I think I do, too. Yeah. And that kind of makes me want to go back to Point Pleasant. First of all, to pay him respects. I'm sad we didn't go the first time. You know. Yeah, Bring him honestly. a little flower or something. Some, yeah. some little or something but also like would he even want that because it sounds like he doesn't want a statue of him up yeah i guess i guess not. well the one that has his bones is still standing it's the other ones that okay. don't have him that are not oh down. okay okay so you know i don't know i don't know and so his real name also is chief kitugwa but i just didn't want to mess it up over and over and over again so i called him chief cornstalk but 
needed to say his real name, Chief Kituqua. Um, so shout out to him for being a real one. And honestly, I do hope he is really resting in peace now and that that's just his curse going on, you know, and if it has to happen, it has to happen. <laughs> Cause yeah. that's horrible. Yeah. And yeah, so that's the legend of the cornstalk curse. Wow. Da, da, da. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I wish we knew more about this when we actually went there. I know. That's what I'm saying. Ugh. Like, wow, that is crazy. That all that happened there and we were just walking around and had no idea. Yeah. If we go um, to Mothman Festival again, we got to. Definitely. Know, Most keep definitely. Keep that in mind. Most definitely. I think we should eventually one day go again. You know, give it some yeah. years. Maybe have them spice it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. Maybe go. we can get a table. Oh, yeah. We always. Yeah, we said we wanted to do that. Well, maybe catch up, catch us at Mothman. Not 2023, though. But maybe 2024. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably too close to it now. Because I oh, think yeah. it's probably in September. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm booked. <laughs> yeah. We're booked. Booked, booked. up. However, <laughs> next year, possibly catch us there. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go check out our Instagram to see pictures from this week. It's going to be crazy. You're going to want to see them. And yeah, you gotta see the spaghetti oh, trees. Have to see the spaghetti tree. Also, would you believe in the spaghetti tree? We're gonna leave a poll, and honestly, the only correct answer is yes. <laughs> so, right, I'm gonna make there be no options for no. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I love that. Anyways, um, I don't really have anything else. Really, what about yeah. you, Savannah? No, nothing else. All right. Well, I guess we will see you guys next week. Cue the music.